everyone, this is William Del Pilar, and this is Fired Up. First of all, thank you for joining me. I am riding solo tonight. Usually you see me with my cohort, Ms. Karen Roseberry. However, Ms. Roseberry is a busy, busy, busy person. She, she has her hands involved in a lot of political issues, volunteerism, and a full-time gig as executive director helping young women with unwanted or unplanned or they don't know what to do or how to handle their pregnancies. She's a very good woman and we will have her back again and we're going to try to get a better schedule with her, but she's got a lot on her plate. So that is why I am here tonight riding solo. And for the record, if you found us, you probably found us on rumblesportsgrumblings.com, our website, maybe YouTube, or the plethora of podcast systems out there, whether Spotify, Apple, Google, etc. So why am I writing solo tonight? Well, the truth of the matter is in my previous business, I used to write solo a lot. But the difference there was when I was on the radio, I was asked questions, I would answer them. When I was on TV, I would memorize my lines and, 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 and speak them. And that scares me. I don't like doing that. I like being solo, running free. But I also realize when you do write solo, you got to make sure your facts are right and they're correct. And I'm writing solo tonight for one reason. I'm sick and tired of the Trump hate. I was not a Trump fan when he started. My initial thoughts on Trump were that he's selfish. He would destroy innocent individuals to gain an edge for whatever he wanted. Just take a look at the little old lady in the Atlantic City incident. And you'll see what I refer to as Trump being Trump because that's who Trump was. That's who he is. He's a selfish person. He's an arrogant person. It's all about him. However, why am I on here supporting him and telling you that I like him? Not on a personal level, but what he did as president. I have always told people, you put actions above your beliefs. So what somebody actually does versus what they say versus what you believe, you judge them on their actions. I am always willing to change. And while I may have loathed and even at times hated President Trump, I kept my mind open. First of all, he was a Democrat his whole life. So I thought if he got elected, won the nomination, got elected, he would become a rhino. But what did he do? He actually ran circles around the field of, of Republican candidates. You see, at that level, it can be cutthroat with how they talk about one another uh, in commercials, in interviews, but it's, a, it's an educated sparring battle. And the truth of the matter is, Republicans are terrible at that once an outside force comes in. And Trump is kind of like an Alinsky Democrat. He, he'll lie about you and he'll attack you. And that's how he ran rings or circles around Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was my candidate. I actually traveled nationwide for that man, and I was extremely disappointed. I wanted him to win. I was flipping voters for him because I spoke Spanish. And I remember going into this Nevada district where it was mostly Hispanics. And being Latino, you know, first of all, they look at me, they don't recognize that I'm Latino, which is ironic. <laughs> Most of my family and relatives are, are brown, except for, for a few of us. Uh, but then they would sit there and kind of look at me with oddly and then realize when I would start talking in Spanish. Oh, señora, no te preocupes, yo hablo español, tú puedes explicar todo que te cruza hecho, todo que quieres ser, et cetera, et cetera. And as soon as I did that, 
They warmed up to me and I flipped some votes because nobody had been walking in their district prior. Nobody was, uh, Marco Rubio, the other Latino candidate was not, he did not have people there. He did not have people in that area. So it was easy to flip votes. I then followed Cruz to other spots. And I just got more and more disappointed, but specifically I had disappointed because he did not know how to campaign nationally. Look, I'm not the world's smartest man and I'm by far not the dumbest man. I helped pioneer and commercialize a brand new industry called the fantasy sports industry built upon the, the cash cow of fantasy football. I was able to transpose everything that was done with brick and mortar in terms of marketing, uh, in terms of surveying. I was self-taught and I did all that very successfully. I was the NFL Network's first fantasy analyst. I was many other TV shows. Our company was the first company featured on a national level in the pregame CBS does before, before kickoff. So I'm not the smartest man. I'll never admit that, but I'm not a stupid man either. And I immediately recognized why Trump had a chance to take it all in terms of winning the primary. When Ted Cruz would go around talking, he would have the same speech, speaking it over and over and over. When Trump would do it, his handlers would go into that city, that town, wherever it was going, they would find out what the issue was. And he would address that during his speech. And my friends, if you haven't been involved in politics, that is what works. Because in that moment, he is identifying with the masses out there. Cruz, Jeb Bush, the establishment, the swamp, he did a great job of creating the, this, this, this wall of, here are the elites, I am your representative. Never mind the fact he was born with a silver spoon. He's never been poor, never had to worry about anything in his life. And here you he was telling the average person, I am your man. And the truth is, it worked. But going back to Trump, it's always worked for that. I mean, he became a racist when he became a Republican. Think about that. Before that, black girlfriend, every civil rights leader wanted their picture taken with Trump. People did not look to, to Pete Diddy to be, I want to be him. They looked to Trump. I want to be him. Trump personified America. Maybe not the best of America, but the capitalistic greed that everybody saw. I'm not saying that's good, but I'm not saying it's bad either. I always tell people, greed is not bad as long as you're not hurting anybody. Once you hurt somebody, yeah, then greed is evil. It's okay to want to sit there and be able to afford a vacation when you want to take it for you and your family. It's okay to want to have your own home and a yard to play in. It's okay to want to earn more money to have a better life and to save for your retirement and to provide for your kids college or, or, or secondary school or whatever in terms of helping your children out. That's not greedy. That's just wanting the American dream. Trump personified that. So in a sense, Trump resounding with the constituents is what gave him the nomination. And let's be honest. Marco Rubio is that know-it-all kid who's actually never done anything. Cruz, I could never really argue with my friends who would say, man, he's kind of creepy when he speaks or, or when he says or does this. I really can argue. His handlers did not know how to teach him to project at a level. Look, it's one thing to win a state race, a local race, or even a congressional or Senate race. But when you're crossing the country, things are much different. The stakes are not only much higher, you have to change your game of how you perform. And Cruz did not do that. So, Trump went on to win the nomination. I still loathe him. At times, I thought, well, if Hillary wins, 
maybe our doom will come quicker, like an alcoholic. You have to hit rock bottom before you realize, I have got to change. But when push came to shove, I just could not vote for Hillary Clinton. The Clintons are bad people. They are bought and paid for by everybody but the American citizen when we vote for them. They are the reason China is where they're at today. They opened the doors to China back in the 90s. And even as a kid, I saw that and I was like thinking, damn, even I know that's a communist nation. And they're trying to say the people and they will embrace capitalism. I'm like, no, the people aren't going to embrace anything. They're going to embrace what the government allows them to embrace. And the government's going to take advantage of all the flaws in capitalism that allow them to have this corrupt, this corrupted version of capitalism while maintaining the government rule through communism, i.e. you kill people, Tiananmen Square. Anybody remember that? I don't know anymore based on our public schools no longer teach, but indoctrinate. But that's another conversation for another day. So at the end of the day, I held my nose and I voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> and excuse me. And unlike the rest of America, I felt he had a chance. I understand politics. I'm a data-driven individual. I'm not big data, meaning I don't do the projection and algorithms and, and formulas where they predict. I use the past to determine the future. To me, that's much safer, more accurate. Uh, too many Because big data makes a lot of guesses. Now, it could be wrong in some instances, but I know I'm right in other instances, especially politics and big data. I saw the information gathering for Ted Cruz, and I'm like, first of all, 90% of these people are lying. Second of all, the questions are too long. You're not going to get the data you need. And yet here he was making bad decisions because of this data. It was one of the most ignorant campaigns I have seen run from a viable candidate in my adult life. I'm sure there are other campaigns that have been run worse. Oh, oh Rudy Giuliani's campaign, uh, what was it, a decade ago, comes to mind. So why the hate? Why is there all this hate for Trump? Well, first of all, the Make America Great Again. This is what irks me amongst never-Trumpers, Rhino, the Swamp, Libertarians. They use the Democrat line to sit there and say, yeah, it, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. And I'm like, stop. Y'all be talking in this intellectual level when it's a KISS issue. Keep it simple, stupid. And every country to be successful needs patriotism. We need to be Americans first. And then I'm a Latino. Then I'm a proud Panamanian. Then I'm a proud Puerto Rican. Then yo estoy hablando español. Estoy escribiendo español. Estoy leyendo español. Soy Latino. But first and foremost, I am an American. And when you take that away, you start to become a tribal country. And that means infighting, infighting, infighting. And in a worst case scenario, eventually down the road, it means civil war. And they're okay with that. Whether it's a libertarian, whether it's a Democrat, whether it's a Republican who doesn't care about the people, but they care more about their ideology or philosophy. And I'm not knocking these people as much as pointing out a massive flaw where they put hate above actual common sense. I'm pragmatic. You'll always hear me talk about, well, that's human nature. Well, that's human nature. Well, that shouldn't be. Doesn't matter. It's human nature. So whatever you're spewing doesn't matter. It may sound right, it sounds good, and it would work in a damn utopia, but we don't live in a utopia. And that's my issue with people, how they affect Trump. And it's always white people. White people who don't live check to check. White people who aren't struggling. It's like, 
Look at what Trump did for the economy that in turn helped minorities that y'all always say you want to help. But your hate doesn't allow you to think logically. We need a make America great again. Because when Trump said that, he was referring to the economics. Of course, we don't want to go back to segregation. Of course, we don't want to take 10 steps back into the 1800s and what the Democrats did, having the KKK, you know, having, having the Jim Crow laws, the lynchings. Nobody wants to go to that. But the race hustlers, the never-Trumpers, the Republicans, Democrats, and Libertarians, they hate Trump. They were all for that. They were spewing that garbage. Oh, what, 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 Trump? Trump had his housing issue where he was discriminating. Look, people, the problem with history is that people judge it based on how we live our lives today. Back then, I got news for you. It wasn't just white landlords. It was Latino landlords, black landlords, Asian landlords. It was every damn landlord would do everything to keep a black family out because in their mind, it brought the property value down and created what was white flight. I'm not condoning that. I'm telling you how the world was back then. And if you don't want to see that, then you need to look in the mirror and determine who the real racist is. So that wasn't a racist act per se in Trump hating people as much it was an act to maximize his dollar value. Was it wrong? Yeah, it was wrong. And yes, he should have been punished. But when people point to that, they're grasping at straws. Because I can go to Jesse Jackson. I can go to any civil rights leader and cherry pick Martin Luther King. Man, love white women. How does that make a black woman feel? You see my point? You see my point? Everybody can be denigrated off of one stupid, ignorant thing. I'm sure the Reverend Martin Luther King loved his wife. And I believe in Martin Luther King's want and desire of don't look at color. Because I am the epitome of that with my own family, a black grandmother. Uh, a mother who they call Blanca or China because she looks so Asian. When I'm playing baseball, I'm the catcher. And the the, the, the women in the in the stands are asking my mom, hey, is that Korean kid out in the center field, your son? You know? My grandmother dealt with racism. The first time I ever heard the N-word was when my grandmother was sitting on her porch and I'm walking on the street. We hadn't been in North Carolina long with a couple of kids living in the block who were white. Those kids have grown up one is a teacher, has helped a lot of minority kids. People can grow and change. And for some reason, we don't like to use the, the, the you to see that in those we hate and despise. Trump did his whole campaign on how he had changed. I'm not sure I bought everything, but you can't sit there and give it that preferential treatment to somebody of color or somebody you like politically or ideologically and then not allow that for others you don't. That's wrong. That's not true equality. That's you picking and choosing. Who made you God? <sighs> well, William, he's a silver spoon billionaire. Yes, he is. And did you know most trust fund kids lose their money or don't earn on it? He became a billionaire. Oh, but William, he had 10 million failed businesses. Look, 99% of successful entrepreneurs, the businessmen have failed. Did Trump fail an exorbitant amount of time? Yes, he did. But that's because he also licensed his name to a lot of gigs. So in the end, he actually didn't lose a lot. You know, Trump is no different than any other businessman. Liz, Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas. Look at how she made her money. How many people she screwed over. You know, look at the vice president. She made her career by being horizontal. And the person she did it with came out and verified that. You know, so again, 
you want to pick on people, you better look at everybody equally. Because us Latinos and us others, we look at Trump not for who he is as a person, but what he did as a president, we're starting to bite back. Being a billionaire also meant he wasn't and isn't beholden to anybody. You may not like that, but you seem to always applaud that off the billionaires you like. I.e., let me take that back, rather. Not just billionaires, but millionaires. Remember, Bernie Sanders always saying, millionaires and billionaires are the scum of the earth. Once he became a millionaire, billionaires are the scum of the earth. You see the hypocrisy? You know, don't judge somebody by their money. Judge them by their actions. And for the record, Trump did not drink or smoke. And that in and of itself is a great role model trait. In fact, I tell that to my uh, partner, Big John, uh, our preeminent libertarian. Hey, I admire the fact that you you never drink and you never smoke. Me, I was a sailor. Me, I was born and raised in Panama, where a joint was more accessible than liquor. <laughs> At the end of the day, these people who talk about the Make America Great Again BS or the Silver Spoon, they're 700-pound gorillas hiding behind a computer, spewing their garbage. It's like, my God, Jesus Christ would have to go to them for advice based on how moralistically pure they are behind their computer living in a mom's basement. <laughs> then there's the, he's always fighting with the mainstream media. He's always picking a fight with the mainstream media, William. Get over yourself. Let me tell you people something. Circa 1990, I'm in Panama. I've listened to, to, to the Panamanian newscast thousands of times since I was a kid. And then it just clicked on me. I was like, oh my God, this is a propaganda machine from Noriega. Who, ironically, in the Navy, they used to call me, used to ask me how my uncle Noriega was doing. We could joke back then. Now today, you can. But I saw that broadcast, and I was like, oh my God. I, I said, the difference between the Panamanian bought media and the U.S. bought and paid for leftist media is the fact that the media here has to do it in the threat of their lives. Our media has given themselves up fully and wholly to the leftist agenda. And it started in 2000 when they tried to steal an election. Are you kidding me? The Chad? You know, I remember this one person one, that they showed on television. Well, the person voted for this Democrat and that Democrat, but they left it blank on president. So let's just assume he was going to vote president and they counted the vote. It was an outright theft. And then the media supported the Florida Supreme Court that did not follow the law, but followed the ideology. Then they spit on the Supreme Court that followed the Constitution. Think about that. That was when the blinds came off. My friend Big John always tells me Roger Gronkite was a hardcore leftist, but he tended to hide it a lot. But he always slipped up, and Big John educated me on that. So this media goes way back, including how the New York Times hid what was happening in the Ukraine with the, with the fields of wheat and how the Russians were starving them out. Yet the New York Times purposely hit that. And I think their reporter won a damn Pulitzer Prize with his coverage over that. Disgraceful, disgraceful, disgraceful. Yellow journalism has been around since forever, since day one. But yet, in America, oh, that can't happen in this country, William. You're an idiot, if that's what you believe. And thank God more and more people are seeing it my way. The term anonymous sources. Remember anonymous sources? That's the biggest lie and biggest con job in journalism. How do I know? My company was a media company. 
I was not a reporter per se. I was self-taught at literally everything I did, even though I'm a college graduate. Tells you how much college actually teaches and prepares us for the real world. I went out in the real world. I had to self-teach myself a lot. But we were reporters. And honesty and integrity is the easiest thing to remember and do in reporting. There may be tricks to the trade, but at the end of the day, it's your integrity. And there's no secret formula for you to have integrity. It's just looking in the mirror and being honest with yourself, the media, and the story. So every time they use the term anonymous source, they were lying. How do I know this? I remember many times we can't run that story about a player or, or about this or, or, or that. And then somebody invariably in management at my team would go, well, why don't we just sit there and say it's an anonymous source? And then we'll keep digging. And voila. That's exactly how it works. And that's exactly how these people use it. No, I'm not going to say they use it 100% of the time, but I'd be willing to stake my soul in my life. They use it more than 50% of the time. And literally every time I'd say it was probably close to hundred percent or they would write the story as if it was true. And somewhere in the middle of the end of the story, they would sit there and say it's speculation to wait on more information to confirm what they believe will be a true story. That's not media. That's yellow journalism or the neutral fake news media. Trump received 95% of negative coverage. Despite the fact we had a booming economy, a stock market that was going through the roof, and wages were growing for the working class. Not to mention unemployment was at its lowest across the board for all Americans. And that includes Black, Latino, Asian, etc. In contrast, Obama was protected. While they would hammer Sarah Palin about her gas, they never talked about Obama and his 57 states. Uh, he would mention that. Or the moment he would leave the teleprompter and not be able to get anything right. Doc, 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 turn that damn teleprompter on, man! So Trump had legit reasons to hate the media. And that's why he got so much support. We all saw that. And it, it irks me because I have friends who are conservatives, libertarians, independents. And they say this about the media. Until the media says something about a person they dislike. Then all of a sudden, the, the media is as pure as wind-driven snow. Is that how the saying goes? I'm not sure. I screw analogies up all the time. Uh, Obama passes gas, they want to sit there and figure out a way to put it in a bottle and sell it as roses. You know what's worse? They'd probably sell a million before somebody realizes this stinks. And then there's a glass of wine. He's mean. He's got mean tweets with you. <laughs> yes, he is. He's an ass. He's an ass. He's selfish. He's all about himself. I got news for you. So was Obama. So was Clinton. So was the first Bush. So was Lyndon B. Johnson, arguably one of the worst. But the two worst? FDR and Woodrow Wilson. Not only were they racist, they were as arrogant as arrogant can be. Speaking of racist, he's racist, William, he's racist. We're already talking about the housing issue. But overall, this is bull. This is BS. He'd never have gotten close to the presidency if he was racist. Never, never. As I said, every black leader, every civil rights leader, everybody, they had and they have. You can find them out there on the internet. Their pictures taken with him. He had a black girlfriend. He helped black individuals, black corporate or, or, or black uh, uh, nonprofits, things of that nature. He did more for minorities than President Trump. Think about that, my friends. Think about that. 
that's something most people are going to go, BS, William. Actually, look it up. Look up the data. Don't believe the media. Speaking of the media, one more story about why it's called fake news and why it is legitimate. There was a reporter from the Washington Post. It was before a Trump rally. He took a picture. Then he went out, posted it on Twitter, and said, look, nobody's even at his uh, at his rally. He can't even get people to rally. Failing to tell people this was taken before the rally started. So don't talk to me about the purity of the media. They're nothing but a bunch of whores wanting to align themselves with these super rich people and walk in their social circles. I just told somebody today, I said, God bless their hearts. There's some Republicans in my community who tried to introduce me to these types of individuals because they thought I was a rising star. And so they realized I actually have my own mind and can think for myself. And one reason I always said no was my, was because of me. I feel uncomfortable. I've always been uncomfortable around people who are successful, but then look down on other people because I get angry because those other people are my friends and my relatives. And by the grace of God, I was at the right place, right time, and had a business that succeeded. So I didn't have to live check to check. But not the reporters. They want to be part of that life. You know, it's kind of like I want to tell a reporter, hey, 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 get a, get a, you got to wipe off a little bit of political semen. You know, that's how, that, that's how little respect I have. And for the sports reporters who I worked with for over a decade, who I worked with probably literally a couple hundred, yeah, they're the same. They're no different. That's why we started sportscompanies.com. It's time to fight back. It's time to push back. I talked about the housing discrimination or whatever. Or, <laughs> or, or how about the elevator? Come here on the elevator. You know, he's calling all Mexicans racist. <laughs> oh my God, I laughed at that one until I realized, oh my God, they're, it's serious and they're going to run on it. Well, we have been proven right. People who come into this country illegally, there's the legal process. Those are the people I favor, the people who follow law and order. Immigrants, we flee, not me, rather, immigrants flee their war-term, war-ravaged, authoritarian governments. And I say authoritarian because that encompasses socialism, communism, dictatorships, you know, anything that's not capitalism. That means the few rule the masses. They flee that because they see what happens when those policies are followed. People come in here illegally. They're breaking the law from the get-go. Then they're taught by Democrats to be dependent on the government, and the government owes you. So it's a completely different type of person coming across the border. Does that mean all illegal aliens are bad? No. Look at the dog whisperer, Caesar Chavez. Is that his name, Caesar Chavez? Caesar. Caesar. Good man. But he's the extreme outlier, not the norm. These individuals come, and they take jobs that a lot of people of color, kids of color, no longer have a chance to get. And that's where they're supposed to learn accountability, responsibility, and maturity is at a McDonald's flipping burgers. Why? They got to get to the work at a certain time. They're given the responsibility of doing certain aspects of a job. And then they're held accountable if they fail. So it has nothing to do with me not wanting the legals here. It's there's a proper way to do it. And the coyotes and just people also coming up, not so good people who are illegal agents coming up, they're discovering women are being raped. They're, they don't start their trek pregnant, but they wind up pregnant. And a lot of times, they're not raped once. They're raped multiple times over and over and over. The cartels are sending their own agents through the established pipelines. MS-13. Does that mean these are the bulk of the illegal aliens? No, it does not. But it's a segment that one side wants to completely ignore while our country gets destroyed. So no, that was a big lie. Now, Trump's problem is he doesn't know how to speak in words. His phrases at times. 
But at the end of the day, the data is showing he was right. And you know it's ironic? Every legal immigrant I talk to, every Mexican, Guatemalan, Honduran, who come here pr uh, properly, they, they don't like the illegals. I don't dislike them. I don't like them coming here and taking jobs from kids. And all of a sudden, the Democrats demand those jobs have our living wages. That's not what those jobs were ever made for. Those jobs were made for kids. They're, they're short-term jobs. They're not career jobs. And what's worse is Democrats are telling Latinos mostly, these are the ones coming to Cosmos, you're too stupid to actually have a real career. So we're going to make sure you have this job where you can support three kids for the rest of your life. No, that's not how life works. That's how a master treats his servants to keep them in place. But they care just in front of them to keep them thinking they're going to get ahead, but they're not. Trump spoke an ugly truth and left us in the mainstream media, chose to lie and distort it to demagogy. Oh, another lie. President Trump condemned the neo-Nazis. And when he used the term very fine people, he was referring to the peaceful protesters. That was his whole point. He had a fuel here protesting peacefully. He wasn't talking about the issue, but once again, the mainstream media and their yellow journalism, Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, anybody who didn't like Trump were willing to lie and take advantage of it. But he hates women, William. He hates women. Really? He gave a woman one of the first major construction management jobs. And she worked that job for 10 years with no complaints. Then all of a sudden she wants her 15 minutes of fame or, or, or a book or, or whatever. And she jumps on the bandwagon to badmouth Trump. It's much easier to badmouth and get on the bandwagon and enjoy the, the accolades than go back to being a nobody. Than actually stand your ground and tell the truth. Her name was Barbara Ress. Why stay for 10 years if he was as she claimed he was? By all intents and purposes, she was a strong woman who worked in the man's world and succeeded. So her saying, well, I was afraid, or this or that, that doesn't cut it. She's lying. <laughs> he talks all vulgarly. You heard that tape? <laughs> yes, I did. You want to know the first thing I thought of? was a high school locker room, a military locker room. And I had three sisters, ladies. Women may not be as vulgar, but they're just as crass. I laugh when the size queens come out with their jokes. <laughs> So don't talk to me about vulgarity. Again, it's like 700 pounds. 700 pound gorillas hiding behind a computer. But the difference is these 700 pound gorillas can walk on water the way they talk and the way they spew their morality. It's disgusting. Completely disgusting. So what made me like Trump? And one word deregulation. I was in a conversation maybe six months ago with somebody who I know and work with or used to work with, and they couldn't understand the concept. No, that's going to have that way of just the regulation. I'm like, are you an idiot? I'm thinking in my head. Yeah, good. Well, there's thousands of regulations that stymie small businesses, the heart of America, that purposely limit growth, that favor the big corporations and end up driving small mom and pop businesses out. Yeah, regulation is the biggest and most massive problem. Why do you think Amazon wants the minimum wage of $15 an hour? 
One, they're going to more robots. Two, hiring less people. Three, they're a multi-billion dollar. I think they were worth over a trillion at one point. You know, stock market goes up and down, but we're not talking chump change. So that's why they want it mandatory for the mom and pop to drive them out of business. And that way we're all ordering on Amazon. Hey, I love Amazon. Do not get me wrong. Most of the time, I don't have a connection with a small and pop business. I'm ordering through Amazon. Because today's small mom and pop businesses are not always as friendly as they used to be. Which brings up another sector, but that's another podcast. All right. Tax cuts that helped all Americans, despite the lie that they told you. The media and, and, and Democrats. That was only helping the rich and the corporations. Yeah, I helped them too. But let me ask you this. When's the last time a poor person has given you a job? People hate Ronald Reagan. They lie about his economy and trickle down. But at the end of the day, it's the corporations and the rich that give us the jobs that become investors. Some some good ones, angel investors, they give you money alone. All they want back is what they what they lent you or gave you once you're up and running and successful. But no poor person has ever given me a job. I've always been on the hunt early about fighting the poor person to get a job. And more importantly, we had rising wages, wages for the working class, just going straight across. And with Trump, they started to go up. Now, you didn't hear that from the media. Why, why create a narrative of truth and lose the black vote, the Hispanic vote, the Latino vote, the working class white vote, the Reagan Democrat vote? That's why they would never report on that. Because at the end of the day, most people are proud of who they are culturally. But at the end of the day, they want to be able to pay the bills. They want to be able to take their kids on a vacation. They want to be able to upgrade their car. They want to be able to buy a house and have a yard. And in some cases, they want to send their kids to an actual school that doesn't indoctrinate, but teaches. Especially Latinos. Democrats really screwed themselves over and thinking we were monolithic and we're not. Manufacturing jobs began to return to the country. We had the best jobs record in 60 years. Now, people will try to layer this. And it's, I, I, Big Brother John, I'm not referring to you. I'm referring across the board to all the people I've talked to since 2015 who hated Trump. They will tie together one from A to Z in ways that are statistical impossibilities. But, but that by the time they get the Z, they haven't worked out. And that story is in way of... No, all this happened because of deregulation. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into deregulation, though, again, the best job record in 60 years, it was the best for Black Americans, Latinos, Asians, Native Americans, White Americans, anybody, for everybody in this country. Life was good. And all this happened because of deregulation. Even Trump acknowledges that. It was deregulation that got the ball rolling. And, you know, his tax cuts and a few other things he tried helped out. But it was a deregulation. One report stated Trump's deregulation put back about 3100 per household into Americans' pockets. He reduced the, the price of drugs by about 10% and increased generic drugs, meaning there were more generic drugs out on the market. Competitiveness was there, which meant more prices came down. Net neutrality. Here's the thing about net neutrality that people don't realize. Let me give you the example. So if you're a gamer and you're eating up bandwidth, 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 or you're a social media influencer, net neutrality would have helped you, but it would have penalized the 80-year-old woman who barely uses the internet. 
she would have been paying your costs. That's what they didn't tell you. And that's what the media failed to tell you. That's why I love the media. They are supposed to be our warriors telling us the stories and allowing us to make our opinions. Instead, they feed us lies that are ideologically based on what they want us to believe so they and their politicians can stay in power. As Brian tells you, hey, hey, you got to wipe off a little semen there. Yeah, <laughs> God, Lord, I, I love them. <sighs> Regulations that were meant for larger businesses would impact smaller businesses. So say a larger business or corporation had to pay a certain fee. Well, the small businesses who had nothing to do with that would end up having to pay a fee that would hurt their own personal growth and at times would drive them out of business because the accrual of these fees after fees after fees would literally drive them out of business. And that's actually what the large corporations wanted. You think Walmart wants competition? You think Target wants competition? You think Amazon wants competition? No, they want to get rid of those small mom and pop shops. Walmart used to, in the 70s, used to go into communities and they would lower all their prices to take a, 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 a loss in order to drive out the mom and pop businesses. Then they would jack the prices back up. You know, so a lot of regulations do not help. Why do you think the tech industry wants to be regulated? By being regulated, they no longer have to worry about having to buy out WhatsApp, Instagram, and other great applications. I don't blame the people for selling out for billions. Their, gen their, their, their family and their next generation are secure. They're living the American dream. Our government used to stop that. But for some reason, they treat tech versus brick and mortar completely different. And that's why right now, Facebook, PayPal, and all those other tech giants are ruling the world. Payday loans were deregulated. It's hard to explain, but there were a couple of schemes where what looked like a high interest rate and is a high interest rate was actually much lower than what the regulation was proposing by extending the, 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 the interest rates at a lower level for much longer. The point is people figure these things out themselves. Why? When they start noticing the money. Hmm, what's happening here? And they figure it out. But don't tell that to a politician is all the answers, whether white, black, Latino, or whatnot. They view themselves as elites or wannabe elites or on their way to becoming elites. And they know best when they in reality they don't. Because there's a lot of politicians that have never held a job in terms of a management position or even owning a small business. But they come here with book smarts, or not even book smarts, the book smart college kids who never held a real job in the private sector is telling them this will work, that'll work, this will work, that'll work, and then they lie. No, it's not my fault that it didn't work. It's the Republicans' fault. Or it's a Democrats' fault. Or it's a big corporation's fault. That's great. Corporations are the ones funding their campaigns and lobbying them and bribing them legally. <sighs> so in essence, he wrote back horrific regulations that would have destroyed housing, farmers, property owners, and automobiles. Some report had automobile prices being lowered by $2,200 with some of the regulations that were removed. So Trump did a lot, and I'm sick and tired of mostly white Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, people who aren't living check to check, ignoring the working class and how Trump helped them out. I am a pragmatic person, and I can intellectualize with the best of them. I can understand it, and when I don't, I ask them why and to explain it. But I changed my tune recently. When people start to do that, I stop them and go, Give me an example. And they can't because their whole world built is built on generalities and theories and philosophies, not actual events. So when I ask them, give me 
an actual event and not just one, not just an outlier. Give me more than one example where that caused what you're claiming. And they can't because they lie and we don't stop them. We allow them to, to go through their whole con job when they speak to us. Well, not me. I'm like, whoa, brother, stop. Take a step back. In a discussion on what sort of individual, no, stop. I'm not going to let you move forward until you answer that part. Because by me letting you move forward, that is me acknowledging that lie. And I refuse to do that. And that's how you should be. So to end this, the reason I thought Trump was a great president, despite being bombastic and angry man, selfish, silver spoon, or whatnot, I looked at his actions and what he did for the economy. And what he did for the poor people of this country, the working class of this country, the minorities of this country, as well as the white man and the white woman in this country, as well as corporations and small businesses and large businesses, what he did for America was good. The last time I saw that was with Bill Clinton. Once the Republican Party took control of Congress, Bill Clinton became a great president because he was forced to work with Congress. And they did some good things together. Now, to my conservative friends, you may not like hearing that, but that's true. And prior to that, it was Ronald Reagan. So the final few years of Bill Clinton, Reagan's eight years, and Trump's four years, we had some great things happen in America. Everybody else, whoo! The gas lines and Jimmy Carter, the stagflation of Jimmy Carter, the unemployment of Obama, where he actually changed the formula. There's, there's like six categories, suddenly to that effect, that the government chooses from. And they've always chosen the most accurate one based on that. Well, Obama chose a different one that wasn't accurate, but that pumped up his double-digit unemployment, pumped it down, or deflated it to single digits, which is a big reason why he was elected. Donald Trump gave us the lowest unemployment rate in our history, gave us the greatest booming economy. And before you all start talking about, well, no, it's because of this, this, or this. Sorry, the president takes the credit and takes the fall. That's how it works. He gave more to the historically black universities than Obama did, and Biden came in and cut that. He did more for prison reform. I'm not a big fan of prison reform to the people who don't deserve it, but I am a fan of minor crimes from the old days where the laws were harsher and taking a second look. Look, people can also change. So we must always be aware of that. And when it comes to Trump running again, I don't know if we can win with him, not because of Trump, but because his own party won't back him, which irks me. Because who does back their members? The Democrat Party. I mean, you have a racist out there like Maxine Waters, AOC, the chick with the hat from Florida. You have all these races out there. Um, the, 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 my own brethren, the Latino out of Chicago. They just lie, lie, lie. And they play tribal politics. They want to they, they want they, they, they gin up emotional hate which creates a mob mentality, which is why we got the racist group Black Lives Matter making destroying billions of property and murdering innocent people, both black and white. We saw Antifa, Silver Spoon kids, wearing masks to hide themselves, crying like little babies once those masks were uncovered, but going out there in gangs and ganging up on people and killing and maiming them also. But they were peaceful protests. There were no weapons of the insurrection or so-called insurrection of January 6th. No, there was just a bunch of idiots. The truth will come out on that too. I don't argue that point to discuss it because 
I'm waiting for the evidence. And it's slowly coming out. And people who say it's not, well, they're idiots because they're lying because they haven't even bothered to read the articles because they don't want to. They're happy with their hate. So if Trump runs again, I will back him. If DeSantis wins, I will back him. But we can no longer have Biden. We can no longer have a Kamala Harris who, 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 who moved up the ladder horizontally. We can't have what, what the Castro idiot doesn't even speak Spanish, says he's Latino, he's a Latino, speaks some damn Spanish and improve the name. He can't. Unless he's been practicing with a Rosetta Stone. If I was him, that's what I would do. Because you need to go out there on the campaign trail and talk directly to Latinos, directly to Blacks, directly to Asians. You need to go to the barrios, the ghettos, the trailer parks. Trump did that to an extent. That's why he won. That's why he's getting all the support from Latinos and Blacks are moving. We're moving to the Republican Party, not because we love the Republican Party, because we're loathing the authoritarian authoritarianism of the Democrat Party. So will Trump lead the charge? I don't know. But if he does, I'll be there. Because I'm sick and tired of tribal politics. And we have to unite as America and make America great again. And become the economic power and the world leader that other nations look up to. We need to be the world leader when bad nations, bad actors want to do something bad. But instead they wake up and go, well, Trump's in power. If we do something, we're going to pay the price. Instead, Biden's the power. So we're going to go kill 11, 12 Marines. They, we leave Afghanistan, and they're not going to do squat. Same thing with Obama. We'll enter the China Sea, the Chinese, because we know Obama won't do anything. We'll invade Kuwait because we know Biden won't do anything. Peace through strength, strong military. Trump believes in all that, too. So, give me your feedback, give me your hate, but be prepared for me to bite back. Because I don't care if you're a man or woman, I view you as an equal. And when you want to lie, demagogue, I will call you out and hammer you. I'm an ex-sailor, baby. Nothing is off limits. And with that, everybody, you can find this podcast on sportsgrumblings.com. Well, hell, if you're listening to it, you've already found it. You can find our other podcast on sportsgrumblings.com. The various podcast networks out there, such as Apple or Spotify and others. You can find us on YouTube, on Rumble. I need you to share this. I need you to know not all Latinos are the bread and butter of the Democrat plantation. Some of us left the Democrat plantation. And I'll talk about that another day, another day, another night, and tell you why. Because I was once a young man who wanted to save the world, a liberal. <laughs> yeah, I was stupid when I was young. But until then, my friends, I bid you a hearty good night and farewell. And until next time. And don't forget, visit www.sportsgrumblings.com. Good night.